Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Just Saying Football with Jack and Sean. I'm your host, Sean Gannon, alongside my partner, Jack Nicholas. We're here to bring you news, notes, weekly updates, and game analysis of your favorite teams from around the league. If you have the chance, go check out our website, JustSayingFootball.com. Follow us on Instagram at Just Saying, no GWJS for article and video updates. And don't forget to get us in your ears on Spotify at Just Saying Football. Buddy, week three continues. Week four, Not then. so. Well, oh, God, week four. Oh, my goodness. Came You're absolutely quick. right. It came up way too quick. I'm not even prepared for it, obviously. And we're going to jump this one in with just the worst game of the weekend by far. I don't even think the fans care about this one. We have the Denver Broncos making their way to Chicago to take on the Bears. Denver is currently favored in this one by minus three and a half, which is confusing. Over under here, 46, which also makes no sense. I, I have nothing to say to this game. It was ridiculous what happened with the Broncos last week, given everything that Sean Payton said during the offseason and all my expectations of that team this season. Um, I think that they should win this game because their team is better on paper um, than what we've seen from the Bears. But it wouldn't surprise me if they take an L. So, yeah, this this was um, this is a tough one going over. Obviously, the stat sheet. We'll go over most of that when we cover the Miami game. You know, don't want to take too much light away from that. For the Broncos, you know, I said last week, what, what's in the water out there? Obviously, something terrible. Uh, but, you know, I also think in Chicago, um, we're seeing kind of similar things where, you know, you just can't figure out the offense or defense is kind of bleeding points. Um, and, you know, maybe that has to do with the 46, but I expected somewhere around uh, the high 30s for this. Um, you know, these teams have been uh, underwhelming this year. I'll take the Bears or the home team. I feel like they're just going to have to try to do what Miami did a little bit less. You just try to run as much as you can on this Denver defense, tire them out. Um, but I, I like uh, the Bears as the underdog. I don't like saying that, though. All right, I like it. Let's move this into our blowout section. Uh, we have the Arizona Cardinals making their way to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. San Francisco favored in this one by minus 14, over under here of 44. Arizona coming off a huge and impressive win against the Cowboys last week. What are your yeah. thoughts about this game? Yeah, so when it comes down to you know Arizona, you can't really tell if they're tanking or not, but obviously last week, I got to say, it was very creative. They had Rondell Moore in there. They had a lot of situations with James Conner getting the ball. I, I think that this week they obviously run into a roadblock, kind of like we talked with the Giants last week. The spread is San Francisco by 14. Um, I do not know about that. This this Arizona team has a little bit more fight the last two weeks than we expected. So um, I'm kind of liking, um, you know, this this team. I like the 44 over under. I, I don't really like the spread of the picks. It's just – it's, I know San Francisco is going to win, but, you know, how many points are they really going to run up, you know, until they, you know, take their division rival down? Absolutely. I say uh, don't take the spread on that one uh, for sure. Lock in 49ers money line. Cardinals, huge win last week. Really proud of them. Really impressed. For sure. Team store needs to get Josh Jobs. Jersey's in there. I don't know if yeah. anyone's seen the video. They don't even have that out there. Um, Arizona Cardinals, uh, I think this is just not going to be their week. 49ers right now will look to be the best team in all of football. They're so well balanced right now. Um, and I think they're trying to keep this uh, undefeated streak going right now. Uh, so let's keep this moving. So we have the Kansas City Chiefs making their way to New York to take on the Jets. Kansas City is favored in this one by minus nine and a half. Over under here, 42 and a half. Um, rough for Jets fans everywhere. Right now, they just signed Trevor Simeon, uh, which is weird. Now we're hearing reports that the defense is not behind Robert Sala with his continued support of Zach Wilson. I'm locking in Kansas City right off the bat. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift last week were unstoppable uh, and continue to do so this week, I think. 
Yeah, obviously, uh, Kansas City, they found their groove. They got all their running backs involved last week, and their defense played great. Um, you know, uh, Taylor Swift, obviously, um, you know, making sure that uh, she was there. Um, but I got to say, you know, the way that the master class was put on by the Chiefs uh, shouldn't be overlooked. Uh, you know, they're dangerous at home, and, you know, they're dangerous on the road. And in prime time, watch out, Jets. I don't know. I like Kansas City nine and a half. No problem with that. I like it too. All right, let's keep us moving along. We have the Washington Commanders making their way to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Philadelphia is favored in this one by minus eight. Over under here, 44 and a half. Uh, Jack and I were talking actually last week about the, the Eagles game while the game was happening. It was super yeah. frustrating to watch them just drain the remaining nine minutes of clock out in that fourth quarter. It was yeah. great football. I mean, it's, of course, it's of course. What did I say but... to you? I said, I said, I can't believe they're letting them drain the clock. And Sean goes, <sighs> well, it's so impressive how they're keeping this nine it minute is. drive. And I'm like, it is, but dang, like needed that three guy. Yard run, three yard run, run, four yard run, dump off pass, three yard run. It was beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's impressive to see how they are operating. Obviously a little bit of shades of last year where you're getting AJ Brown heavily involved last week. Um, Sam Howell. He's getting sacked a lot, man. I mean, oh, there's only been three games, and he's been sacked 19 times. Um, not obviously his fault. Obviously, you could blame some of those picks last week on protection. Uh, but it's definitely not going to get easier this week. Jalen Carter and Fletcher Cox um, and, you know, Jordan Davis. That looks like a 1,000 pounds of three guys, uh, just a wrecking crew. And this offensive line is not going to be prepared this week. I love what I'm seeing from the Eagles so far. So, let, you know, let's take it. I think the Eagles, eight, eight by eight, let's go. I'm going Eagles as well. Uh, hopefully, if Howell plays a little bit cleaner of a game and the offensive line tries to play a little bit better, let's see what happens. I do have a lot of faith, though, in Howell, I think, potentially as his franchise quarterback. Let's see how the season continues. Four interception game is tough. But to, to your point, that protection was there a few times, you know, maybe a different outcome on some of those passes. Uh, and also, when you're getting sacked 19 times in three games, you're having no time to throw that ball, so that's rough. Let's keep this moving along. We see the Las Vegas Raiders making their way to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. Chargers are favored in this one, minus five and a half. Over on here, 47 and a half. Chargers breaking my heart last week. Um, Vikings also breaking my heart last week. Uh, but what are your thoughts going to this game? Jimmy G is still in concussion protocol at the time of this recording. Potential that he doesn't play in this one. Yeah, um, you know, league high, six picks for Jimmy G. Not what you wanted to see so far. Um, obviously, you know, they had an interesting but low scoring game last week in prime time. Um, Los Angeles, you know, this could definitely be a blowout. You know, like you said, without Mike Williams in there, they are going to be kind of forced to, you know, use Quentin Johnson, who they picked in the first round this year. Josh Palmer, who got a touchdown last week. Austin Eckler is going to probably come back this week after missing the last couple of weeks. Um, I think that, you know, what Keenan Allen did last week, he's, you know, he had a touchdown pass, 20 targets, 18 catches, 215 yards. I think this is, a, you know, obviously something that can't be, like, overlooked. Keenan Allen's fully healthy this year. Yeah. And the Ve and Vegas really doesn't have anybody who can stop him. So, I, I think, you know, the Chargers take this one at home, no problem. Yeah, I like it as well. I think, though, for fantasy purposes, you can still start Devontae Adams. Don't be afraid of that. Um, doesn't matter who plays quarterback. It would be Brian Hoyer, in this case, is the backup um Devontae Adams will always produce and you know Brian Hoyer is only going to be looking his way for this game so if you have him start him feel free and the Chargers are also bleeding a ton of passing yards uh as well defensively so just to keep that in mind but I'm locking the Chargers for the win for sure let's keep this moving along because we're now getting into our meh category and our first international game of the season when the Atlanta Falcons make their way 
to Jacksonville. Uh, it's 9.30 in the morning. It's in London. Jags are favored in this one by minus three. Over under here of 44. Um, Atlanta did not find the red zone last or the end zone last week, buddy. Uh, what are your thoughts going into this game? Jaguars also took a su- surprisingly huge loss to the Texans. Yeah. So, you know, we were saying, you know, Trevor Lawrence, he didn't have a great record against the Texans, but obviously there was some crazy stuff that happened. Fullback kick return. It's, we love it. it. We can't, you can't get anything better than that, obviously. Um, but Trevor didn't look great. And um, the Houston Texans really were the reason, um, you know, for that. But um, the Falcons, this early morning, Jacksonville plays um, so well early in, um, you know, in uh, London. And, um, you know, I, I think that Atlanta, they, they need to show us that they're going to be able to compete in their division. And beating a team from the AFC who was a playoff team last year will show me that. Um, it is neutral ground, but I, I do like Atlanta to kind of upset. Jacksonville kind of left me with a bad taste in my mouth last week. Yeah, you know, I agree with you, but I think this is their opportunity to get that bad taste out of our mouths. Uh, I'm going with uh, with Jacksonville for sure. Um, the, the thing for me is just uh, – they won a handful of times already in London. It's what they do back yeah. going back to like the Blake Bortle era. So for me, I'm going Jacksonville. I think this is a huge back, back bounce back game for yeah. them. Kyle Pitts, does he get in the end zone? Yes or no? I'm, I'm saying this week, it's a, it's a risky play every week, but Kyle Pitts genuinely, I think he can get a touchdown this week. If you don't know yet, he only has three touchdowns since he was selected for the row. His first one in London. And I think, you know, he's got to do that if we want to get him on the right track. Very metaphorical. Um, I, I like him, but I, I don't like what Devin Ritter's doing, Sean. I am a little worried about him against Jacksonville. I am going to need this one-two combo of Atlanta, um, you know, in the backfield. Last week, last week, they couldn't really get it going the way they have the first two weeks and made everything more of a threat from their backfield uh, to help Ritter out. Um, he's really going to have to get over this because Jacksonville has some amazing defensive players. Um no matter what, I know, I like Jacksonville this one, but I think on neutral ground, Atlanta gets a weird win this week. All right. I like that. Let's keep it moving along. So here, the Minnesota Vikings make their way to Carolina to take on the Panthers. Minnesota's favorite this one, minus three and a half, over under here, a 45 and a half revenge game for Adam Thielen against his former team. Uh, what are your thoughts about this one? Minnesota Vikings took a brutal loss last week. It was heartbreaking. Uh I don't yeah. think Kenneth caught that interception, but that's yeah, it's. It, I was gonna say it's a crazy thing. Sean loves Kenneth Murray, and I texted him. I was like, "Wow, he, you know, your own, your own, you know, favorite guy on the Chargers defense kind of did that to you." But it sucks. Um, the Vikings got to come back with a vengeance this week, the same way Adam Thielen's kind of looking at this game. Um, but you know, this is one of those games, just kind of like the Denver and and Chicago game. One of these teams has to win. Um, I've been saying Minnesota the last couple of weeks, and I'm starting to feel like I am getting too repetitive. But their backs have been against the wall. They're a playoff team right now that's 0-3, and it's not going to get any better if you can't go into Carolina and take them out. Um, obviously, huge Justin Jefferson game last week. Um, kind of love him for a touchdown this week as well. Um, Daniil Hunter, though, I mean, five sacks or three games. Um, Andy Dalton, you know, he looked good last week against Seattle, but I do think the front seven of Minnesota is a little bit better than Seattle's front seven right now on defense. Yeah. Let's see if they can get it done. Even if Bryce Young's in this one, that's an opportunity to, to, 
to rattle the young rookie quarterback. Uh, Adam Thielen, I think, has a, a pretty decent game. Our secondary is not playing super well, but I do. I'm also locking in the Minnesota Vikings in this one. I think we have to get the win. We're like one of those weird fringe zero and three teams that if things fall in our way and the Lions and Packers just lose a game here and there, uh, and we can win in our division. We're an ugly potential playoff team in the North, but uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not pretty. But you know, you gotta gotta hold the faith as a fan. Moving us right along, we have an AFC North showdown when the Baltimore Ravens make their way to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Cleveland is favored in this one by minus two and a half, over under here of forty one. Uh, what are your thoughts going into this one? The Ravens were stunned last week at home with Gardner Minshew and the Colts getting the win over them. Yeah, you know, I was with one of my friends this weekend. He was sitting there waiting for the Baltimore three and a half. That game was so back and forth. Um, but, you know, obviously they couldn't get the win. Um, you know, it was, you know, we're kind of expecting somebody in this AFC North race to emerge as our favorite. Um, right now, Baltimore is kind of being that team for me right now. I think they're underdogs in this game because they're on the road against a divisional opponent. But um, I got to say, you know, Lamar right now, almost 200 yards uh, rushing through the first three games, and he's got almost 600 yards passing. I think that right now he needs to really be able to take over these games, um, as we kind of saw him do to the Texans in week one. Um, the, the Browns are playing well. Um, they were able to kind of utilize all the running backs last week after Nick Chubb was gone. But I do like their defense a little bit better than I like the Ravens defense. Would you agree with me on that? Yeah, absolutely. For me, that uh, that's why I'm going Cleveland in this one. I think that okay. defense has just done a really good job of shutting down the pass. I think they've only left like 131 yards a game passing, which is yeah. insane. Obviously, we're only three weeks in. That's going to change drastically over time. But at this at the start, it's really impressive. They have a great pass rush. They have a solid defensive front, and they could really change the course of the game. To your to your point about the multiple running backs, it was great. I think they had like. I think they had a ton of different running backs, six different rushers in this game. Uh, Pierre Strong led it with 26 yards, though. So, you know, it's not the same as it was with Chubb just absolutely taking over, uh, you know, going for 20 carries and 100 yards. So they're going to have to continue this running back by committee, which yeah. worries me for the long-term success because it's not Nick Chubb back there anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if Deshaun Watson can replicate the game that he had last week, um, he was 27 of 33, 289 yards and two touchdowns. This formula of solid defensive play with just smart offensive play that doesn't turn the ball over, they can win games and they could easily win the AFC North with this. So I think that's the method right now for the Browns. I think that's what Kevin Spansky is going to be dialing up week in and week out. And I think they take the win over Baltimore, especially at home. I like that. I like that. Um, You know, we've seen uh, rookie Zay Flowers. He has 21 catches and almost 200 yards through the first game. I weirdly like him to get his first touchdown this week, right. despite the fact that he has to go up against Denzel Ward. Um, obviously, I feel like Mark Andrews and him, I haven't heard their names enough. I would love to see a game right now where they can really like both take charge of you know the offense and help Lamar out because Lamar, despite the 200 rushing yards he has, he he is only averaging about 200 yards flat in the first two games. He only has two touchdowns passing, so. Um, I would like to see that as well. Um, you know, but I, I I got the Ravens in this game. Justice Hill is coming back. It's it's gonna. I feel like it's it's just all kind of aligning for them right now. Yeah, I think also I just want to put this out there before we just move into our next game. Uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor still wants out of Indianapolis, and yes. the Ravens, while their cap space is tight, they don't have a you know a true running back one right now, and they keep getting these small little running back injuries here and there. Sure. just 
It's out there. All right, moving this right along. Pittsburgh Steelers are making their way to Houston to take on the Texans. Pittsburgh favored this one by minus three over under here of 42. Uh, Steelers got the huge win against the Raiders, but as always, it came down to their defense. What are your thoughts going Mm. into this one? Yeah, 42. That's got to be one of the lower um, ones of the week right here. Essentially, you know, um, we, we've been seeing the Texans, um, you know, Sean was kind of right about C.D. Stroud. He's ready. He looks poised. He has four touchdowns in the first two Goes weeks. I, I know you go and talk to you about your guy, um, but he's got to deal with one of the biggest um, threats in the NFL in T.J. Watt, who has six sacks. Um, obviously, and that scoop and score from week one already through three weeks. Um, he's going to be playing against his brother's former team. Um, how do you feel about the Texans at home, about Stroud through the first couple of games? Because I have – I'm taking the spread on this. I think that, you know, Houston plus three, if you're going to do it, this, this could be the week to do it because Pittsburgh's offense, it does not look like it really can move too far for me, so – no, Pittsburgh's offense offense is not fun to watch whatsoever. I think part of that's Matt Canada's fault. I think also some of that is Kenny Pickett. You know, year two, still understanding it, offense in the game, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but for me, I, I love what CJ Stroud has done through the first three weeks. Uh, you know, no interceptions. He's thrown for a ton of yards right now, over 900 yards, 64 and a half percent of his passes are getting completed. And what it is is he's just playing smart football. He's going through his reads. He's not necessarily taking the big shots yet, which is totally fine right now because you know, this franchise isn't going to flip overnight. It's not going to become a playoff team yep. just because he's in the building. It's going to take time to build a rapport with some of these wide receivers, as we're seeing now with Tank Dell. As we get into yeah. weeks two and three, he's absolutely dominating on the field. Um, the running game is still something that uh, they're struggling with. I think this is the first week that he throws an interception. This is a really oh, tough defense. Jinx him early. Oh, no. This is a really – this is a tough defense Jinx in the Steelers, CJ man. Stroud early. This is a Sorry, tough defense CJ. in the Steelers. This is a really <laughs> tough defense in the Steelers. And I'm, no, I'm going with Pittsburgh in this one. I think that this defense, you know, TJ Watt can easily get a scoop and score touchdown with yeah. a strip sack. You know, so those that, that kind of thing doesn't surprise me with them whatsoever. We saw last week against the Raiders, their defense, the formula of this team, the last few years, even when Roethlisberger was still around during his slow descent, it's yeah. defense is going to win this game. Defense is going to win this game. If the offense can just basically get first downs and punt the ball into their territory, yeah. they will win the game for them. That's all they need to do. I mean, both of these teams right now are bottom five in rushing. I like to say the same where I'm like, oh, Pittsburgh's going to win with their rushing and their defense. But I don't know if Najee's going to help himself playing against D'Amico Ryan's defense. Um, Like, it's – We'll see. This Bounce back Najee is going to happen in time. You look at this game on paper and you say, oh, 42, yeah, that's that's about where that's going to end up. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I know. That's that's true. I like that. I'll take the under on 42, but let's keep yeah, this moving along. Right? Right? Under on yeah, there. Under on keep that. This moving along. Absolutely. All right. We have the Los Angeles Rams making their way to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Indianapolis is favored by minus one over under here of 45 uh, and a half. Zach Moss absolutely took over last oh week God. for the running for the running back group. Uh, I loved it. I started him in fantasy. Went off for me. Uh, and I'm going with the Colts this week against the Rams. I, I can't. The Colts over the Rams. That's a big that's a big upset this week for sure, man. I mean, I'm looking at it like the Rams, despite the loss last week, they are still playing better than I thought that they would play. Um, you know, they're you know, they went through a big turnover this year. Um, but right now, I gotta say, you know, 
Gardner Minshew's playing great, but Matthew Stafford has, you know, has to get the offense going to the point where he can throw touchdown passes. He, you know, everyone's talking about Puka. Everyone's talking about how Kyron Williams has all these great stats. Matthew Stafford, only two touchdowns in the first three weeks, but yet he almost has a thousand yards. He has 910 yards right now through the passing game. And I'm like, He's got to be able to outthrow Minshew because Minshew and Zach Moss, Michael Pittman, they're all going to get going through this offense. Um, right now, I like the Rams. The Rams are in a tough spot. I do think that they are the better team on paper. I'm excited to kind of see Quentin Nelson versus Aaron Donald in the and you know right on the in, right between the offensive line and the defensive line. And I'm looking at it like I think that the Rams go into Indy. They just lost on the road. They got it. They got to get this win. Yeah, you know I'm. I, I want it to be the Rams. I, I hope that they can get it going. If there's a possibility that Anthony Richardson's also in this game, that rush ability, I think, will even add more yeah, fun. Sure. Um, uh, he's still – I think he was back at practice at the day of this recording. Uh, but, you know, he's still technically, like, in the concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where, like, they yeah. bring you around. They let you, like, walk, throw, think, stretch. So we'll see what happens. But I, I still like him going going into this game. All right, moving this right along and – NFC South matchup. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers make the way to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Uh, Derek Carr went down last week with an AC joint injury sprain. Jameis Winston is now going to be the starter. I'm still going with the Saints despite this. Uh, we saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get absolutely bottled up with just really, really good defense. Mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara's back. Put him in for an anytime touchdown for sure. And I think yeah. similar to what the Eagles did last week, that's going to be the formula here. You know, just really simple offensive play with Jameis for right now. Have a good rushing attack. You have good running backs. And just keep them off the field with good defensive play, which they can easily do because the Saints have a solid defense. I like that. Yeah, I think that we saw the Eagles really get to the offensive line of the Buccaneers and make Baker Mayfield a little uncomfortable last week. Um, the Bucks got it going towards the end of the game, but if New Orleans does start hot, no matter who's stepping in there, a quarterback, they got Olave, Thomas, Juwan Johnson, now Kamara, and you have um, you know, the opportunity of Rashid Shahid with all of his creativity, how he's being used. Um, you know, if you had him in fantasy last week, he had no catches, no yards, return, punt return. That's it's just how they're doing it right now. They're just scoring points any way possible. Um, that's classic Saints ball. I think at home. In the dome divisional game, I don't think yeah. they lose that one. They definitely, they definitely put up points in the second half too. Not, yeah, the, for that sure. Packers game was annoying. But moving this right oh, along, I, I know I, I really. Thought I was going to say before we move on, I just want to say I said last week that the Saints over the Packers was going to be like the upset. The line was so close. And it, it I, I really thought, man, I really thought Jordan Love. And to be fair, I had the Jordan Love two fifty and the two touchdowns on my bet slip, and he had. A rushing touchdown, which was great, but it wasn't one and a half over passing touchdown. The whole the whole game broke my heart. It was absolutely insane. I hated it. It hurt me. But we're gonna move this right along to the Cincinnati Bengals making their way to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Cincinnati's favoring this by minus two and a half. Over under here, 41 and a half. Bengals not playing great football, not playing Cincy Cincy football as of late. Uh don't love it. I'm going with them because Tennessee, it's even scarier. Yeah. Didn't score a touchdown last week. Derrick Henry, what was that two yards rushing? All right. I mean, he he did not get a touchdown for the first time in a while last week. Uh, it didn't look like that the offense was running, um, you know, the way that they need to at this point. Last week, you know, he 
they, I feel like it was game script too because they were behind for so long. And I don't see a way that this Titans offense gets ahead in these games, you know? So I think like you're saying, since he is just less of the two evils right now, like, you know, they're just dealing with the same amount, but there is no reason the Titans can't go out and win this game at home. But if the Bengals don't win this game, they're going to put themselves in a huge position. And Joe Burrow was very comfortable last week throwing a Jamar Chase, couple of missed targets to T. Higgins. Didn't really look like he was thrown outside of that. Um, but I mean, tar- look at I mean, Chase is back. But you know, you asked me off camera, I'm gonna say I'm gonna bring it back. Is it the regression of Derrick Henry? I mean, it might be. I, I said two yards, but it was two points of the fantasy, twenty yards. Twenty um, yards. Look, it was eleven carries for twenty yards. It could be the offensive line, which is also not great. Um, but it just this entire Tennessee team. I think that they missed the Super Bowl window. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I think it's That's now they're point. they're they're getting into rebuild. I don't think Will Levis though is going to see the field anytime soon. Truthfully, um, I just I think that this is like a really weird position to be a Titans fan. But the, but it's well coached by Mike Vabrell. They'll win a game here and there. I just don't see it happening against the Bengals this week. Yeah, the Bengals. You know, they they are a playoff team. We just we just haven't seen that point of them yet. Let's see if it can happen. All right, moving this right along, we have the New England Patriots making their way to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Uh, Dallas serving this by minus seven, over under here of 43. Zeke takes on his former team. Uh, I'm going with Dallas in this one. The loss last week was surprising. Uh, I think that they need to have a bounce back game, or of course, Mike McCarthy will once again be on the magical hot seat that he is always in, in like the first quarter of the season, and then it's always in the postseason and the offseason. So. Yep. If he wants to avoid that conversation this year, you got to beat the Pats after losing to the Cardinals. There's just no excuse for what happened last week, uh, despite the Trayvon Diggs ACL injury. Yeah, and I know, you know, the injury definitely, you know, affected them because you could really see that, you know, Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coach, was kind of out coaching Mike McCarthy last week, which is crazy. Um, I do think that it comes down to this. You know, these are two Super Bowl winning coaches, I think, that, Belichick does have the edge despite being on the road. I think that he keeps this game very low scoring as well. Um, and within the spread of seven, for sure. The 43, um, I, I like that because that's take a over. low line Ooh. in general. Yeah, no, I, I'm saying I'd take the over because I oh. I think that's a low line. But I'm saying I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game. Like I can see it, you know, being like, you know, a, a 17 to 10 win genuinely because you know, New England's been able to keep people in check this year. Um, I think Zeke for a touchdown is a weird but fun touchdown. Got to get him in the end zone against his former team. He's got to. He's got to. But my my big touchdown for this game for sure is Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry, by the way, just want to put it out there, number three tight end in fantasy right now through three weeks. He is available in almost 50% of ESPN leagues right now. Boom. Go and get him off your waiver wire if you haven't already. All right. Moving into our last game and our best game because it is the game of the week. It is the when the Miami Dolphins made their way to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Buffalo opens favorites in this one, minus two and a half, minus three, depending on where you're looking. Yeah. Over under here of 53 and a half. I'll happily hit the over on that one based on the scoring of one team uh, named the Miami Dolphins last week who put up 70 points without Jalen Waddle. Yeah, yeah. They covered the spread by themselves and then some last week. I mean, Mike McDaniels 
And nobody is having more fun and success coaching a team than Mike McDaniels. If you've been watching the show for a while, you know that in the beginning, especially Sean was kind of focused on the rebuild of Miami. And he always said this team could have the potential down the line, but it's a crazy thing. You know how they went and they rebuilt this team and they made it one of the biggest offensive threats, added some amazing defensive players. They got Vic Fangio running that defense right now. Um, I just don't know how they're not favored because I understand that these games were close. Last year, these teams played in week three. It was super close. Miami messed up, and they you know, they let the Bills get the win. It's a tough place to play, Buffalo. Um, but the reason is our game of the week is that 53 and a half. These teams, I think this is a high-scoring game. I expect you know Waddle to be back, and I expect you know Buffalo to really give – Miami, not an opportunity to run all over them the way Denver did last week. I don't think that Buffalo is the same team as Denver. We're talking about a whole new landscape of familiarity with these coaches, with these teams. Um, I I love, um, you know, that Dalton Kincaid, you know, got involved last week a little bit for the Bills. I, I want to see the Bills defense step up the way they did last week with Sam Howell. Not get, you know, not get four interceptions. That's very hard to do back to back. But, I mean, Keep Tua in check, man. I mean, he's second right now in passing yards, second in passing touchdowns. Tyreek Hill is having a season. You, you got to find a way to stop that. But I'm going yeah. with Miami no matter what. I just want to say that. I'm also going to go with Miami. Um, I think for me right now, it's just the way this offense is playing is just absolutely insane. Um, it's just all speed. Tua's really understanding the game so well. Just put up insane numbers the last three weeks, uh, especially last week. Then we saw the running game absolutely go off between Mostert and H, and it was like six touchdowns between them or something like that. Yeah, it was eight, just eight. Eight. It was. They just each fantastic. had four, Sean. It's unfathomable. It was just <laughs> fantastic to watch. And look, the Bills are a really good team. Josh Allen has an eight and two record against them. So there's, uh, it makes sense. They're also at home. There's a lot of reasons that they'd be favored in this one, I think. Sure. And I think this is going to be a great game. I think that spread of three is really great. I, I yep. think that's like a comfortable spread to be at. I don't see them. I don't see a team winning by more than seven points. You know I what like I mean? That. I, no, I, think I, gonna, I think it's going to be a nail bite. I think we're going right down to the, to the end, to, right down to the wire. And I think really what it's going to come down to is just which, which defense makes that stop that interception, that turnover last week, Buffalo dominated on defense with four interceptions. It yeah. might not be the same this week, but if that pass rush that they have can get after them, after Tua, it might yeah. change the pace of this game a little bit, make it a little bit more interesting. But in the way Miami's playing, when you have Mike White throwing a bomb yeah. to Chosen I Anderson. I can't bet against a team that just scored 70. I love the Bills too, but I can't. I don't think either of us in good conscience can look at this Miami team right now and be like, they just scored 70 points. We should put money down for them to lose. It's it's a tough, tough world, but you got to – you got to see these divisional teams. You know, this is where those upsets happen. These are the sweet spots that you're looking for in the season. This, is a, huge, right this is a huge first test for uh, Miami also, I think, with one of their, like, major challenges outside of the Patriots early on. Agreed, so, agreed. Yeah, they're playing a top five AFC team, whether they're division opponents or not, you know. Yeah, and if they win this one, it sets them up to be that number one potentially, you know, at, long oh. into the season until the round two when are they, they get to play um, each other, so. Are they your favorite right now in the AFC? Do you think anybody in the AFC can beat them? I think I think Chiefs right now. I would still lean are my are my favorite just because Mahomes has been there, done yeah, that yeah. last few years. You know what I, I mean? Agree. That entire franchise and organization has. 
I think in the AFC, you know, I think you got to start to look at Miami potentially as that too. That's, that's getting right above the bills. You know, it's always kind of been, you know, we were saying it was Kansas city and Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati has to take them out of the conversation for right now. (laughs) Um, And it's Kansas city, Buffalo, but Miami, I mean, you put up 70 points, you neglect to break the historic record of 72 points. I mean, they had eight minutes left when they had, they, they could have broken it multiple times. They chose not to. Um, and that speaks to the character of Mike McDaniels. And if you want, go watch his post-game speech. It was fantastic when he was talking to them in the locker room. He's basically awesome. just saying, this is one week. This is not the defining moment of the season. The defining moment of the season is the goal, which is to no. win the Super Bowl. You know, and he's absolutely yeah. right. You, you Just because he scored 70 points one week doesn't mean you're now going to win every yeah. other game just because you've done it. So you still yeah. got to show up. And this is a huge, first, huge test for them also in that regard where it's like you have such a dominating game. Then you yeah. come back. And do you get dominated or do you just completely fumble the bag? Yeah. What's going mean, to happen watch. now? If they lose this game, we're going to be talking about them in a whole exactly. next week. With that time. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And that's that's football. Any given Sunday, baby. And that's all the time we have. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you guys for checking us out. Always uh, check out our Instagram, just saying, with no G, WJS, for all of our updates, our game picks, and our video uh, promos posted and announcements to see when we're posting. Always subscribe on YouTube and uh, Spotify as well. Get us in your ears. Just saying, football. Uh, thank you guys so much. Enjoy the game. Enjoy. Enjoy.